You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 1080. If I had let that mistake stop me, instead of it costing me 16000 it would have cost me hundreds of thousands if I had Absolutely. stopped. If you would have quit, you know, billionaires have lost millions to become billionaires. Millionaires yes. have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars to become millionaires. And you know what broke people have lost? Poor people? Nothing. They are so yeah. afraid to lose a single penny on an investment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's why they stay broke and poor their entire lives. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Hey, what's going on, Rhino Nation? It is me, Brent Bowers, your land man. I've got a good friend today that I'm gonna be interviewing. He's been doing land just for a very short amount of time, only three years. He's done hundreds of deals by now, and he's pulling about $750,000 in his land business, but it hasn't always been you know, just all well and good. He's gonna share one of his struggles, one of his struggle deals where he actually lost money. We're gonna break it down. And we're also gonna break down how he made about $60,000 on just one land deal. You're in for a real treat today. Here we go. Philip Marsh, one of my favorite land investors. How are you doing today? Doing wonderful, glad to be here. Yeah, man. Well, good to have you. You know, you and I have been doing land, I'd say about the same amount of time. You might have gotten a, a month or two head start on me, but uh, I'm just impressed of what you got going on. And, you know, you and I just keep running down the same paths and have been talking quite a bit lately. And, you know, I want to just know, like, what's working for you right now? What's What are you excited about? What are you doing in land? Well, I started, actually, I started land and it was exactly January 1st, 2020. I've been doing wholesaling houses since 2016. Okay. So I started in 2016 wholesaling houses, 2018 bought a bunch of rental properties. And then I heard about land and I thought, well, I'll try that in 2020. That's why I thought we started at the same time. It's because you started wholesaling houses in 2016. That's when I started land was early 2016. Okay. I was wrong on that. I'm glad you corrected that. 2020. So you haven't been doing land very, very long at all. No, I start. I mean, I had the obviously had the foundation built of because of, you know we learned wholesaling is just what the art of finding deeply discounted properties. That's well, it. it could even be the art of finding deeply discounted treadmills, right? It's just the art of finding a deal. So right. I got into land. I just thought, well, I've never tried land, but I believe in focus. Okay, I believe in one thing. So I was trying to find rental properties in eighteen. I thought, okay, if I meet my goal in eighteen, then I'll try something new, and I'm going all in. And that's what I did. In January 2020, I went all in with land and just fumbling my way through it. That first year, I did about 25 deals. And the cash profits were, oh, I'd have to look at my sheet, but I'm pretty sure cash profits, deal profit was about 350000 that first year. So it was great. I mean, it was wonderful. So your first year doing land, 25 deals, $350,000 profit. You started with wholesaling in 2016. And then you went to rentals in 2018. And then in 2020, you went to land. Yeah. A lot of people, that's kind of like the reverse opposite. (laughs) Well, I, it's kind of funny. I really believe it was a God thing. Okay. Because what happened in 2020, right? 
everybody's locked into their homes, you know, for the most part, you know, we're all on lockdown, right? Yeah. Well, with land, my favorite thing about land is I'm an introvert, okay? Believe it or not, I know I'm live on this camera, but I'm an introvert. So I'm getting you really uncomfortable today, just pulling this out of here. Is that? that, Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't look uncomfortable. That's how how we win, by getting uncomfortable. But at 2020, I'm doing land, and what happens is I'm stuck in my house, but that's fine because with land, I don't need to leave my house. The only time I ever leave my house is to run to the bank because somebody mailed me a check and it's too big of a check to do mobile deposits. So I got to go run to the bank to deposit it. thousand dollar limit. Yeah. That limit that some might have higher, but Bank of America allows only 15,000 per month. Okay. My bank only allows a $2,000 check limit. Okay. Oh my gosh. We're making way bigger checks than that in this business. So those rare occasions, I got to run to the bank to get either a notary or deposit a check. But I, I don't leave my house. I mean, I'm not kidding you. That's the magic of land. I can sit behind a computer. So it's the introvert's dream, right? But then, you know, <laughs> that can be a negative. You kind of get, you're in your cave all the time. You know what I, was I mean? I say, doesn't that get boring? Does, does your wife get tired of seeing you walking around the house and never never putting pants on? Like, you know, that sounds <laughs> like it could get boring. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Anyway, you're going to get me going here. The first year doing land, we went on, that was the year, I believe that was the year we went on a one month vacation. I'd never done that in my life. We, we just went on a one month road trip. My wife had to drag me into it, kicking and screaming, you know, cause I'm okay just sitting in my easy chair reading a book. But she's like, let's go on a road trip. Let's do it for a month. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. This is going to be a test for me. But what's cool is because I can work from my laptop or a phone, I actually, and I, it's funny, I've heard Joe McCall say it, that I think he's the one that says it, that he's, he does more deals when he's on vacation than when he's I, not. I can definitely vouch for that. My team loves when I leave because that's when everything closes. That's when all the money comes in. That's I can totally vouch for that. I agree. Yeah. So I'm driving. To, we're driving on the road going through Colorado. I mean, we, we went the whole nation. We drove probably 5,000 miles. I don't even want to bore you with all the details, but it was a month long of just hitting every national park, every landmark we could find. We just hit the road and just made it up day by day. We went all the way up to Washington State and ended up in Florida at Disney World. That's how crazy we were. It was crazy. It sounds like that wasn't something that you wanted to do. It was like you were doing it for your wife. Yes, that, that is accurate. I mean, I enjoyed the trip, but she enjoyed it way more than I did. It was her dream to see the nation. She wanted to see everything. And how did that feel to have a career, have a profession, if you even can call that, if you can even call land a career or a profession, how did that feel being able to give your wife her dream? Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, I think that's what a man gets up to do is just to provide for his family. And it's. I think we get more benefit out of making our family happy than we do making ourselves happy. You know what I mean? I think you relate with that. Anytime that I'm making my family happy, especially my wife and my children, it, you know, as a man, it feels like, okay, I did right today by God. Like that's, you know, that's, that's one of the, I can check that box today, you know? So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. So we hit the road. We did that. And that on that trip, I remember on that trip, I'm like my acquisition guy. Well, actually I had a V I'm sorry. I had a, uh, I forgot that year. I didn't have the acquisition guy yet, but I had a, I had someone texting for me. So they're texting to get me leads. And then I had a friend at my church 
while I was gone, I said, Hey, can you just cover for me? All I need you to do is call these leads back because I'm going to be gone for a month and the leads are still flooding in. Just call them. And if you find someone interesting, let me know. Well, so he's calling me about some leads. So I'm, I'm buying deals on the trip. I'm selling deals on the trip. And I'm just like, this is crazy. What I learned is when you go on vacation, you're more focused on the priorities. You know what I mean? Yeah. No time wasting. No, like if someone calls you, they know you're on vacation. They're not going to chit chat. Hey, Phil, I know you're on vacation. What's the number on, you know, one, two, three main street. Thanks. Bye. Yes. And I'm more talking about like during my day to day, it's like today. Okay. What am I doing today? To be honest, I've got a lot of free time. I've got options, right? I can go this way. I can go that way. I can test this. I can test that. But when I'm on vacation, it's like, what do I have to do right now? I got about one to two hours. I got to get something done. And you're much more focused, I've learned. So I think that's the secret of when you have a a business that you can operate on the road, it forces you to be more focused on the priorities of the day instead of, you know, the entrepreneurial shiny objects, you know, that distract us when we have too much free time. I love it. So anyway, so that that was really cool. So that that led into 21. I hired an acquisition guy in December of 2020. First time I'd ever done that. That next year, we doubled our business. And I got to give him credit because I, I am not the best acquisition guy. I'm great on the phone, but I'm horrible when the leads start piling up. I go into overwhelm mode and they don't get dealt with. So having an acquisition guy, he was 100% focused on those leads. And even though he wasn't as good as I was, he was getting it done. That's so all our deals. Our deals doubled that year. Done is better than good, you know. And I find oh, yeah. that happens a lot with us and land. You know, we can get too many leads too quickly, and I'm guilty of it multiple times. Where I will get too many at one time, especially when it was just me and Jen purchasing the land. I would put them in my desk drawer. And come back to them weeks later when I cool yeah. down, calm down, whatever. And plus, I was still in the military, so I didn't I didn't have this as a full time gig. But yeah, the overwhelm, I completely, I still remember those days. It's like, oh, oh, <laughs> put them in the desk drawer and come back to them. And a lot of those people didn't care if I called them back weeks later. Oh, somebody's gonna probably call me and want to slap me because I remember when I hired him the day he started. I'm not kidding you, Brent. I had over 200 leads sitting in my CRM that had not been called back because I had this girl texting for me. The goal, now everyone listen, this is, this is what I live by daily goals. Okay. Every day it is our goal. We don't always achieve it, but it's the goal every day. 500 texts go out to potential, you know, land prospects or landowners. And we want to talk to try to talk to at least 500 people a day, at least shoot them a message. Well, out of that, it, that usually produces about a 20 to 30% response rate. Okay. Now, a lot of those responses are, you know, leave me alone. I'm not interested. And we, we're very diligent about marking them DNC. We don't want to bother people that don't want to be bothered. So we're keeping all those DNCs going. But then maybe out of 100 texts, there might be 10 that have a conversation with us. So out of those 10, we're having conversations. And I can give you the numbers we've learned over the... It takes a few more texts now to find a deal. But right now, we're at about 2,100 texts per deal. So 2,100 people we talk to, we usually will find a deal on average. So I count with my fingers, 5, 10, 15, 20. So in every five days, you're finding a deal, basically. If we're consistent with that 500 a day text, yes, typically we'll get at least a contract per week. And you know how that goes. Not every contract works out. 
I love how you know those key performance indicators, though. You know that you have to send 2,100 texts to get one actual deal. So if you focus on 500 a day at the end of the week, a five-day week, Monday through Friday, you've sent 2,500 texts. So you are pretty much guaranteed to get a deal either at the end of that week or the early part of next week. So that's consistency right there. How much would you say average that you make per deal? What what do you make per deal on average? Okay, this year, I do know that. This year, I just checked this about a month or two ago. The average this year was a little over 21000 profit per deal. So if you send 2,500 texts per week, really 2,100, you could hit 21,000 per week in a four-week period. You're 20, 40, 60, 80, about $80,000 a month. That's about a million dollars a year. Very close. Million dollars. Yeah, it's close. And so everybody knows, so I'm not, I'm not trying to float fluff here. We don't always meet that goal of 500 a day. Okay. So yes, in theory, if I was consistent with that, I could be pushing, which last year though we did. I mean, last year we did about 750,000 deal profit. Now it's deal profit. Okay. Like HUD to HUD, I call it, or statement to statement, bought it for this, sold it for this, about 750000 And this year, we're on target to match it. That's a great goal post to have. Like if you're shooting for that, you know, shoot for the moon, hit the light post, you know, you're hitting 750000 you know, that's not bad at all. That's phenomenal. Oh, yeah, it's great. In your it, second it year in land. <laughs> yeah, I guess, what is this, 22? This is my third year. This is my third year in land. But second year, yes, I did 750 second year. I mean, you could start. I have a friend that started a uh, subway his third year. He's not doing, he wasn't doing that great. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, and that's a huge investment. I don't want a restaurant. (laughs) I don't want a restaurant. Cooking is fun when it's a hobby. Let's talk about the uh, things that most people don't talk about on podcasts. You know, they can't all be great. I mean, there's no way all of your deals have made you money, Phil. Like let's yeah let's, that's right that's right let people know like some of the challenges that we see in this land business you know kind of give them the real expectations set them up for the disappointments because it's the big three D's you know I learned this from Tom Kroll one of our both of our yeah. and he talks yep. about you know doubt disappointment and what's the other thing distraction we get them all you know the distractions are my great uncle saying are you stupid like. No one's going to want to buy this land or, you know, YouTube saying you need to wholesale houses or do this or that or Grant Cardone's ad popping up every time I look at YouTube. And and the doubt is like, does this actually work? What Phil is saying, 750,000 in his third year. And then disappointment is what we're about to talk about right now. Yes, I've had actually two deals that I regret buying, but only one of them have I lost money on. Uh, It was actually, let me think about this for a second. It was at the end of 2020, my first year in land. Okay. The end of my first year, I get a call. We get a response from a guy. He says, Hey, I'll give you a great deal. I got this piece of land. I want to sell it cheap because I'm trying to get a big tax write off. He goes, I'll sell it to you. And I'll just give you the numbers. He's like, I'll sell it to you for uh, 60,000. And I'm all like, okay, wow, this is one of those motivated sellers I've been hearing about. This is one of those <laughs> dream. Di- Man, this we just found a unicorn, you know. And my my acquisition guy was just talking with me at that time, right? It was in December of 2020. This guy's like, all I need you to do is buy it by the end of the year, and I'll sell it to you cheap. And then he goes like this. He goes, he goes, hey, I tell you what, if you can buy it by the end of the year, I'll even sell it to you for 50 grand, Phil. 
oh, I'm thinking this is it. This is it. You know, I got so what I did. (laughs) But yeah, I'm just, I'm thinking this is it. This guy's blessing me. He's trying to give me a good deal. So I'm doing my little bit of due diligence, but I'd already convinced myself this is a deal. Okay. I got caught up in the emotion of it. And uh, I, all I did was I called one realtor. That's all I did for due diligence. She tells me, oh, Phil, this thing's worth, oh, she goes, this thing's worth 300,000. It's probably 250 to 300,000. It's worth that much. And I'm like even more emotional. Oh, this is it, man. I'm, I'm going to be able to take the next year off, you know? <laughs> well, Honey, book the next road trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. So anyway, so I end up, and I, I, you see the events of this, I got to buy it by the end of the year. I don't even know if I can pull that off. This realtor is telling me I'm going to make a $200,000 profit, give or take, you know? So I'm pushing this thing to buy, buy, buy. And I never did my own due diligence. I, I just didn't do due diligence. And then I find out after I bought it, I got it bought by the end of the year. I kid you not, first week of January, I'm calling the realtor saying, hey, can we get this thing listed? You know, I want to get this thing on the market. And she goes, Phil, I got bad news. She goes, I didn't tell you this, but I never actually saw this property. And I'm like, immediate sinking feeling. She's like, this thing's a mountain. It's the side of a mountain. I don't even know if you can build on this. Oh, man. See, you feel it? I can feel it again. Oh, oh God, right what now. did I do? I- <laughs> oh, God, what did I do? $50,000. My wife's going to kill me. My family's going to... I mean, I'm thinking of all the... I, it's it. You know, the emotions... We go straight to in. the negative. Like, we go oh, straight man. to the death. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't sleep for three nights. I'm tossing and turning. And uh, finally, I just realized, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to make this happen. Let's just get it listed. We listed it for 100000 just to see what would happen. It took me over a year, and I finally got it sold for 35000 okay? So I lost. I lost at least 16000 with closing costs and everything, okay? Now, here's why I'm smiling, okay, is because if I had gave in to those emotions of knowing I messed up, I would have quit. I would have given up. What would I have done? Gone and got a job or something? I don't know. You know, because I got to figure this out. You probably thought about it. You probably thought, oh, oh I, maybe I should go get a job. Oh, I was doubting myself. What am I doing? I'm kidding myself. I must be a big dummy. Everybody else is so much smarter than me. They're having success. I'm not. I'm, you know, I just beat myself up for a day or two. But I, I just finally, what did I do? I fell back on the foundation of, of good coaching. I've had good coaches in my life, had good mentors in my life. And I just remembered the book, Rhinoceros Success, and I just decided I'm going to make this happen. I'm just going to rhino through it. We're going to keep moving forward because I had already done a bunch of deals that year. So I was already profitable. It just hurt a little bit. It stung. But I just kept rhinoing forward. And that whole year, that deal is laughing at me. You know, know I mean, it's just just in the back of your mind, that mistake nagging at you because it's still on the market, right? But I just kept pushing forward, kept marketing. And that next year was the year we did 750000 in deal profits. So you see where I'm going with that? Yeah. If I had let that mistake stop me, instead of it costing me 16000 it would have cost me hundreds of thousands if I had Absolutely. stopped. If you would have quit. You know, billionaires have lost millions to become billionaires. Millionaires yes. have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars to become millionaires. And you know what broke people have lost poor people, nothing. They are so yeah. afraid to lose a single penny on an investment. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's why they stay broke and poor their entire lives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
But those of but everyone starting out, don't be afraid if you're just starting out thinking about land. You know, there's smaller deals. You can start with what five thousand dollar deals, ten thousand dollar deals. That hurts a little less. You know, it's it's a little less scary to get into. You know what I mean? That deal I got into was a big deal, and it was a big risk. But you don't have to start there. Let's give Rhino Nation some hope. Let's talk about you know one of your recent deals or one of your most favorite deals or your most memorable. Uh, profitable deals. Wanted to give them a little inspiration now that we we kind of showed them. Okay, you know, you don't have to always make profit on these. Now it's preferable, but we yeah. forget about the forty or fifty or twenty five land deals that we were profitable on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think which one to talk about because I've done. I've my biggest deals were roughly seventy thousand dollar profit. I've done a couple of those. I'd have to look back at the notes to remember them. But I've got one. I've got one in the works right now. This is a bigger deal, okay? So those of you just starting out, you, you'll get here. But uh, And just for those starting out, I've done deals where I've bought them for... Actually, I just remembered one, Brant. I just remembered one of my favorite deals. I forgot about this one. This is my favorite deal. This will help those just starting out, okay? This will give them hope. It was, it was 2020, if I remember correctly, and we're marketing to this guy. And I kid you not, this guy, get on the phone with him, and he says, Phil, I know what you're doing. I used to be a land investor too. He goes, just make me an offer. I'll give you a good deal. Okay. And this was a deal in Oregon. Okay. And I'm thinking, oh no, oh no. Like, how do I make a low offer? I don't want to offend this guy. I don't want to scare him away. You know how it is. Well, I learned a long time ago, one way to make a low offer. I bought a house for a dollar one time and this is how I did it. Because I was like, how do I make a low offer without offending this person? How do I make an offer? How do I offer nothing for a property? Okay. So I said, Last time I bought a property like this, I said, you're not even going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. I said, but the last time I bought a property like this, the people basically gave it to me. And then I, oh my. okay. And this is what the guy on that that are listening to this and not watching the video. Philip is basically putting his finger over his mouth. I do. I put my phone on mute a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Be quiet. (laughs) Yeah. And awkward silence. And what you want to do is you want to hear how they respond. Because the way they respond tells you a lot. If they freak out, then you know there's no way they're going to go that low. But if they're chewing on it and thinking about it, you know, that means they're considering it, right? So this guy said, he said, yeah, he's like, I can't go that low. But he's like, um, how about how about 300 bucks? And I'm like, okay, this this was 30 acres in Oregon, okay? Oh, I didn't even really know. I, I, did, I, didn't even, I didn't even really know what I had. He goes, but yeah, Phil, he goes, 300 bucks, they're yours. Just give me a hundred bucks per property. It was three 10 acre properties. So I end up buying these and this, I'll keep this story short. I end up buying these. Okay. And I end up selling them all three on owner financing terms for a thousand dollars down each. Okay. So I got $3,000 up front. So I'm basically, I'm back my money ahead from day one, but I sold them for $60,000 that was the grand total of all three lots. Okay. Wait a minute. It was right I, think at, I, right you, I think I heard you wrong. You started land in 2020. Like this sounds like a 1955 price. Like, you know, it sounds like you paid $300 for 30 acres in Oregon. <laughs> that is yeah. very popular right now from these shows. Uh, like what's it? 1883 yeah, yeah. that made it super popular. Did you say, how much did you say you paid for this? This property in Oregon? He, he, he wanted $300 and I had to pay about 2000 in back taxes because he had some back taxes and then a little bit of closing costs. So I was into him for, I don't know what that'd be, 2500 or something like that. So I got all my money back with the down payments, okay, which was low down payments. So it made it easy to sell them. 
And now these people are paying me over the next five years. And when it all is said and done, I sold them on 0% financing. So all said and done, I'll walk away with, I think it was like 50 or 60,000. I forget the numbers. But what I'm saying is I want those that are new to understand those kinds of deals are out there. And who couldn't afford that property? Anybody could come. has been sitting here wide open now for like the last 45 seconds that you've been talking. That's just incredible. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Victory bell for Phil Marsh. If you're wearing headphones, now's the time to get ready. <laughs> yeah. I go deaf a little bit more every time I ring that bell. Yeah, it was yeah, so worth yeah. it. How much is that check each month? Did you sell them to three different buyers? Three different buyers. Okay. So three different buyers are bringing in, I would say it's, I'd have to look at the numbers, but it's got to be about, it's over $1,000 a month just from those three buyers coming in every month for, for the next 16 year. months, five yeah, years, I, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. So that, so really those that are new, don't think like, oh, they're talking all these big deals. I could never do the big deals like that. I don't even have enough money to buy that. No, no, you can start there. It's just talk to enough people. You will find a deal. And even if you can't afford it, the money's out there. Brent and I will let you borrow some money, won't we? Call me. I, I look at a property every day for someone on Instagram. Uh, there's some that I've joint ventured on. We joint ventured on 28 lots. That's another investor found in my own backyard. I never would have even found this deal. So I love doing joint venture partners. And I'm sure, Phil, you do as well. And we'll definitely make sure you put your information, your contact information on here. But there's been times, Phil, and just for the listener knows, when I was just starting out, I was only able to pay the seller. I wasn't able to pay those back taxes. Until mm -hmm. I found a down payment from a buyer, I've had to get so creative. Like you just mentioned, like two thousand in back tax or eighteen hundred in back taxes. Like I wasn't able to come up with that in the beginning because that that might be a deal killer for for some people. But you do not have to do these deals alone. There's been a lot of deals where I call my buddy Alan Underwood and he buys the land and we split the profits. You know, things yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I've learned every, every thought you have that's that stops you from doing this. There's, there's a solution to that. There's a solution. Every Absolutely. negative thought, every you know, stumbling, whatever whatever you want to call it. Uh, like, I don't have enough money. Yeah, that, that solution's out there. There's people with money. That's not even a problem. I got a whole list of people that will loan money, that will partner with you on land deals. I'm looking for land lenders right now. I'm actually about to take this shirt that I'm wearing that says land. I'm going to say, I buy land and I'm looking for partners. I'm going to put it on my, my front and my back of my shirt because I yeah. go to a gym there's a lot of dudes that are like 60, 60 year old plus. They're all retired. These guys have money. They have money yeah. sitting in their retirement accounts doing nothing. And yeah. I love partnering yeah. with them because they're so happy to make eight or 9% interest. Yeah. I've got a guy that uh, lets me borrow money for 5% interest that I do land deals with. <laughs> Holy cow. 5% interest. So the, the money's out there. You just have to start asking. You know, you just start talking. It's like what Brent Daniels teaches us talk to people. Just talk to people. It's talk amazing where conversations will lead you. Just talk to people. Bill, I've, I've taken you longer than I wanted to. And this is incredible. You're such a go-giver. Uh, you've been in land just a few years now, three years, just crushing it. That's 750000 I mean, this deal right here, uh, that should have paid for that one deal you lost a little bit of money on, $16,000 that you lost. But this one, it only took one deal for you to make up for that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking to get started in land, I want you to head over to wholesalinginc.com forward slash land. Join this community of rhinos. And Phil, how can people get in touch with you? If it's okay, I'll leave my phone number. 
Go ahead. Feel free. All right. I, I got a phone number here. I want to leave. Uh, 217-993-8584. You got any questions, call me. I love to love to share anything I can. Thanks for being such a go-giver, Phil. Appreciate you jumping on here and sharing all those gold nuggets. If you're interested in getting started in real estate, I recommend you go right now to wholesalinginc.com. And if you're interested in starting in land, that's wholesalinginc.com forward slash land. Fill out an application, schedule a call. And if we like what you have to say, we might even invite you into the Rhino Tribe. Thanks so much. God bless. And we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.